What is up, ambitious listeners? Good morning. It is Friday morning, the start of Super Bowl weekend. Monster, monster weekend coming at you. This NFL season that battled COVID-19 will now wrap up after a very successful season. And we are down to two teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium this Sunday. Monster, monster game. And I will give you my entire preview. I give my positional breakdown, who's got the edge at which spots, and my final pick for who will walk out with the Lombardi Trophy on Sunday. And Eric Evans, today's guest, also gives his pick later in the episode. He also joined me to talk about his career to this point, his future, and so much more. He's a running back and wide receiver. He's currently an NFL free agent. He's had some serious NFL looks, but obviously with COVID, it's kind of put a halt on things. So he joins the show today to talk about all of that, what's coming up, and what uh, what his journey to this point has been like. A uh, great, great conversation with him, and that will all be after a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Anchor. So here we go. Positional by positional playoff breakdown. I'm giving my unbiased opinion on where I feel each team kind of has the edge. So starting with the most important position on the football field, quarterback. Right now, I firmly believe that Patrick Mahomes is playing some of the best football we've seen in the past decade. Um, He's just on fire, and no matter what happens, Brady can play really, really good, but Mahomes has just been that good where he's been unbeatable to this point. I mean, they have two losses, and those were in games where it just kind of seemed like they were complacent. There is a method to beat the Chiefs. I really do think there is, but it's going to involve Tom Brady playing the best football of his life at 43 years old. And although he is the limitless man and he has fought against Father Time to every extent to this point, I just think he's going to need help from everybody else along with the career game by him. And I think that Patty Mahomes can just kind of air it out and have fun and do his thing and the Chiefs could roll to another Super Bowl. Kind of leading to where my pick is and you'll see that throughout these positions, but I just think that uh, Mahomes has the edge based on he's the now. He is playing the prime football of his career. I mean, he may have not even touched his prime. We don't know yet. And Brady is playing some of the best football of his, but he's also on the back nine and he doesn't have that arm strength and mobility that Mahomes brings to the table. So Mahomes, I give the edge to. Running back, this is tough. Um, The Chiefs do have a good running back room with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Damien, or Williams, Daryl Williams, sorry. Um, Darwin Thompson, friend of the show, back-to-back Super Bowls for him. Would be really excited to see him win a second ring. Um, And then also Le'Veon Bell. So they have a good running back room. Ultimately, though, I think that the... The Buccaneers running backs have been playing very good football right now. Um, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, has been dominant. And this is going to be controversial because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is likely the better running back. But Leonard Fournette has been steamrolling guys to this point in the playoffs. And if I have to do this based off the number one back, Fournette versus Hilaire, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to roll with playoff Lenny. I think he's the better back right now at this point. Overall, I think there's a case to definitely be made for... um, Edward Hilaire, but I Leonard Fournette's on fire right now. Um, going to the wide receiver room, it's it's tough. Um, Tyreek Hill is the best of this bunch, and is he that much better that he separates himself from the rest of the pack? Here's the thing: 
Chris Godwin is a legitimate number one receiver somewhere. Mike Evans is a legitimate number one receiver somewhere. And Antonio Brown has been coming onto the scene very well in this back half of the season into the postseason. So as for a whole well-rounded unit, even Scotty Miller in that bunch, I give the edge to the Buccaneers. But if you're looking for the best wide receiver in this game, it's Tyreek Hill. And he's that much of a game changer where he could vault the Chiefs wide receiver room over the Bucs. But if I just have to give it off of the room itself, I would give it to the Bucs. Tight end. One of the greatest, if not the greatest tight ends of all time, goes against one of the most dominant tight ends in the NFL at this point in time in Kelsey versus Gronk, and I got to give it to Travis Kelsey. Look, Gronk's looked good in the back half of the season, just like AB, but he's he's not on that level that Kelsey's on right now. Um, Gronk's deteriorated where Kelsey stayed rather consistent and dominant, and I think that Kelsey has the edge. Offensive line, um, neither of these units really excite me, if I'm being completely honest. Um, Eric Fisher, the left tackle for the Chiefs, um, is out, so it's it's definitely a lot more even, at, even than it would have been before, but it's hard. Um, I... It's tough because I want to go with the Chiefs because they do, in my opinion, have a better bunch, but the Buccaneers have better interior linemen with Jensen, Marpet. Um, I could even say Donovan Smith's better, and then Tristan Wirfs has been really good, so I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Bucks' offensive line, but if Eric Fisher was playing, it'd be a little closer. Um, going to the defensive line... I uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones vault them over vault the Chiefs over um the Bucks. Chris Jones is probably the best defensive player in this game. He is one of the most underrated defensive linemen in the league and I think that uh he's a force to be reckoned with and I think that he's going to make some noise on Sunday. Um looking to the linebacker rooms, I give the edge to the Buccaneers fairly easily actually. Um JPP and Levante David, uh, Devin White, and Shaquille Barrett are an absolute unit. Um, David has found his role, and Devin White has just been an absolute superstar for the Bucs. He has fit so well into that Todd Bowles scheme. And then JPP and Shaquille Barrett have been some of the best edge rushers in the game. Um, then you go to the secondary, who... Who do you trust in terms of corners and safeties? Um, it's tough. I I think that ultimately the Carlton Davis is a very good corner. Um, I think he's going to probably have a solid game. Um, they do have some other guys. Murphy Bunting is a very talented corner as well, but the Honey Badger, he's just it's it's kind of like a Chris Jones thing for me. It's the superstar and then the complementary pieces where the Bucks have a well-rounded group at just about every position, but there's just some players that kind of reach above the level of a well-rounded unit like Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, and Chris Jones. So I'm going to give the edge to the secondary for the Chiefs. So looking at it, um, oh, I got to talk about Harrison Bucker and... Um, I don't even know who the Buccaneers kicker is, if we're being completely honest. Bucker is one of the best kickers in the league, so he would have the edge for me. And I think special teams for the Chiefs has the edge because of their speed in uh, McCauley Hardman or Byron Pringle out of the backfield, or running it back. Um, so overall, who do I believe has the edge going into Sunday? 
The Buccaneers are a very well-rounded team, and what they did this year cannot be understated. They've made a phenomenal run, and Tom Brady has proved that he is an ageless wonder. However, the Kansas City Chiefs are a buzzsaw. They have two losses this season, one in a game that they really didn't try in and another where they seemed complacent. But when they've needed to turn it on, they can. It's like a cheat code. Tyreek Hill goes long, and boom, they're back in a football game. Travis Kelsey runs a seam over the middle, boom, they're back in the football game. I, I, can't, I can't in good faith say that the Buccaneers will win the Super Bowl because I think the Chiefs are just that dominant. And I do think the Buccaneers have a well-rounded team, and I do think that they this will be a good game and a lot better than people expect, but ultimately I think this is the, uh, the Chiefs game to lose, and I don't think they will lose this one. And I think Andy Reid... Patrick Mahomes, and our friend Darwin Thompson win back-to-back rings. So that is that. And now joining us on the show, Eric Evans will be coming on after a uh, quick little musical interlude. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is a dynamic athlete and a beast of an overall player. He is a running back and wide receiver and just an overall phenomenal athlete from Tennessee State. He played a little bit at North Texas and at the Air Force Academy as well. Currently, he is a National Football League free agent and an all-around great person. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Eric Evans. Eric, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for the great introduction. Of course. <laughs> I think that was one of the top ones. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on and starting from the start. When did you start playing football? Man, I've been playing football since I was like four years old. And um, so I've been playing for a minute now. And ever since I touched the football and stepped on the field, I love the game. And I still love the game today. And I'm grateful to still be playing. So. Now, you grew up in Texas in a very, very renowned football state in a football area. What was that like for you? It was a very great experience. Like, you know, Texas does play some very competitive football. Like, growing up, like I said, I've been playing since I was four. Like, my peewee league was down there, the mini NFL. It was a lot of guys that was in my peewee league that made it to the NFL, like I did. So, like, just from peewee to high school, a little bit of college, like, it's very competitive to come out of Texas. It's a lot of great players, sure. Now, you attended, and I'm just making sure I get the high school right, Seagoville High School, is that right? Yes, sir, Seagoville High School. Seagoville High School. Is that a high school that's known for producing NFL talent? No. Um, Me... Uh, my brother and my friend Andrew Peterson was the first three to receive a Division One football scholarship out of that school. So it wasn't a lot of guys. Now, we did have, uh, for my high school, a guy that made it to the NBA, Marcus Aldridge. You may know him. So that was pretty much it. But football-wise, no. Um, I was pretty much one of the first guys that touched the surface of the NFL. 
So you've been a trailblazer of sorts for your high school, and I guess my that kind of leads into my next question of when you were going through the college decision process, what was that like coming from a high school that wasn't necessarily renowned for putting out um, D1 talent? That was a great question, Mike. It was pretty tough because, you know, me and my brother, uh, he was the first one. Uh, we had to go to, like, different camps and stuff to get known, like the Nike Combines and stuff like that. And that's how I started to get on the map from different schools. And um, it was pretty tough. So I think if we didn't, like, go explore other options, we wouldn't have really been discovered, like, by big-name programs. So it, it was pretty tough. Now, when you did come out of high school, you ultimately ended up at the Air Force Academy initially. What led you there? It was my only offer, really, Division One-wise, coming out of that school. Um, it was pretty much an easy decision. It was a, it was a good school, very good academic school. You know, um, it was one of the top awarded scholarships in my school ever, so it was a very easy decision to go there now what was that experience like at the air force academy it was very different it wasn't your typical college at all but you know it if it teaches you a lot of um skills in life you know obviously i was in the military a little bit so that, that was a good experience even though um and, I, you know, putting that uniform on, you, you get to really embrace and, you know, really appreciate what these guys do to protect our country and stuff like that. So I was playing football as well up there, and it was very good competitive football. We was in the Mountain West at the time. So it was a very oh, good overall school, and um, it was a good academic school for sure. It was very challenging. Now... Going from there, where it was, as you said, a rigorous school, um, a military school, going from there to North Texas, what was that transition like? It was um, it was pretty tough, but I liked when I actually got to North Texas. It was, you know, like regular school, regular college. Um, you know, it was just different. It was more football there for me um it was a very good academic school too but that's when things started picking up in my career um when I went to North Texas like we went down there and won a bowl game my very first year it was you know we you know North Texas wasn't really known at that time so I could say that I was a part of the rebuilding process of that program now your very first carry for North Texas <laughs> you took it yeah. 50 plus for a score, what was that like? I mean, was that your ultimate kind of shot? Like, a, okay, I can hang with these guys. Yeah, um, believe it or not, that happened like twice in my life. But like, that was a unreal experience, you know, of just transferring to that school and doing it in a robbery game against SMU. Um, that was really my first true college game. So it was like, man, these guys are really like they are on the scouting report, you know. These guys are six six, six four, whatever, like that. So I was like, when I got my first carry and I wind up in the end zone, I was just like, wow, like 
I was just like, wow, this is a very big turning point in my career. So that explosive playmaking ability really came to a head immediately for you at North Texas. What was the rest of the experience at North Texas like, though? It was a battle. It was a battle. We had a lot of guys. Uh, one of my teammates was uh, Jeff Wilson. Uh, he played for the 49ers right now. So we had a good group of guys. Um, I played that season out, and um, I just decided to transfer because um, – it was just the best decision at that point and it ended up being the better decision too. But I love North Texas. North Texas, I, I love that school. So it was a good time there. Well, you just led me just about seamlessly into my next question of North Texas parlayed you into an opportunity at Tennessee State. So how did that all come about? Um, you know, I was thinking about transferring because I – you know, I was starting to produce on the field. I was doing some unreal numbers. I was averaging like 10 yards a carry. So I feel like I could go somewhere else and, you know, really shine and get my stats up and really play because I needed experience. So, like, I just sought out schools. You know, I got my film and stuff from North Texas and Tennessee State called me, and I didn't hesitate to go up there. And, um, I think that was a very good decision on my part at that time. Well, it ultimately has done really well for you because it's gotten you in the pro football conversation. But in analyzing your experience with all three of these landing spots for college, in just a word or two, what would you describe this full college experience that you had as? Um, It was, uh, in a couple words, I'll say, I don't know, they all were different perspectives. You know, I learned different stuff at all three of those schools. Um, They all had different things to teach me, which made me the complete player I am today. So I think it was necessary to go to all three. And um, like I said, I think that's why um, I'm the better player in person now, you know. So I can't really put it in a couple words. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. You had an experience that is very, as you said, it it made you well-rounded because it's very different each landing spot. Now, this has got to be like kind of picking one of your own children, um, but Tennessee State, North Texas, and Air Force Academy, if you had to pick one of the three that taught you the most, what would you say that that was? Wow, that's... You know, what taught me, the school that taught me the most was probably Tennessee State. You know, North Texas was just like a grind. You know, that was just a grind. Um, Air Force is more about discipline. So Tennessee State, I learned a lot, like, academic-wise and how to, I think I learned a lot because I was on the back half of my college career. And, uh, you know, the NFL was approaching, so I had to start really learning um, you know, different things to be successful at that level. So I'd say Tennessee State taught me the most. Now, in looking at the the experiences you've had and how you've played the game, what would you say is probably your biggest strength that you would bring to a prospective team? Um, speed and quickness and just knowledge of the game. Like I said, I've been playing since I was four years old, like I've, I've pretty much 
seen every formation or every different style or, you know, different defenses on how to stop me. So I, I know how to get yards and score the ball. And um, that's what I would be bringing to a team, plus hard work and discipline for sure. Now, in the contrast to that last question, if you had to take a hard look at your game and pick out maybe one or two flaws that you feel you need to better before you're at your highest level, what would you say those aspects of your game would be? I would say since I play running back in a slot, you know, I'd have to be um, agile and quick and stuff like that. So, like, where I'm at running back, I always, and all running backs really, can improve on blocking. I'll say that. Like, I, I block, but I want to be, you know, one of the best blockers in the game. So, I'll say that would be a weakness if I could point one out. Hey, I think that's a very honest and open answer that uh, heavy respect goes out to you for uh answering that and not a light that would kind of like not a light where you would say oh my biggest weakness is I'm uh, too vocal of a leader or I'm too hard of a worker like you you were straight up and honest so I, I gotta give you a lot of credit for that and uh, I'm sure with uh, the hard work that you've put in at every stop you will have no issue uh, figuring how to make that flaw into one of your biggest strengths most definitely now, in the past year, you participated in the 2020 National Scouting Combine and graded out fairly well there. What was that experience like for you to get to uh, attend the Combine and get some serious looks from scouts? It was very uh, a great experience. I think, you know, that was last year, and um, it really sparked where I'm at today. I think just, you know, I thank Jimmy for giving me a, opportunity to show what I can do and um, you know I treated it very seriously and um, I'm glad I'm getting recognition from it I love the experience I love going to Indianapolis Um, I think uh, overall it was just a great experience now you've had the opportunity to work out for the Dallas Cowboys and you've received some legitimate NFL interest with all of that said, and with how you performed at the Combine, what would you say is the most realistic goal for you moving forward for where you could be at and maybe, say, this time next year? I would say if I keep grinding, I should be able to get a, another NFL tryout, show what I can do. I've gotten way better. Um, I continue to get better every day. Um, I think I'm peaking at the right time, and I think I'm peaking on all aspects as far as speed and just getting back in the groove of things. So if I keep working and keep um, doing what I have to do, I think I should be able to get a at least a trial with the NFL, uh, sign with a CFL team. Those are realistic goals. So whatever may, what opportunity may knock on door, my door, I'll be ready for it. Now, looking a little farther down the road here, what would you say is a five-year goal for you that, you know, is somewhat obtainable? You know, getting back into the NFL, playing, you know, showing, showcasing to the world what I can do. But not only what I do on the, you know, on the field, just I want to be active person in the community and start a non-profit foundation and give back 
So I'm grinding for a lot of reasons. And um, I think to stay in focus is the quickest way to get there. Now, would you say that you are more of an outspoken player or more of a reserved kind of lead by example guy? Lead by example guy. Like, I've always been like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Since I've been playing the game, like, I try to, I know what I can do. I don't really have to talk and stuff. But when I'm on the field, I'm pretty energetic and excited guy. I talk <laughs> on the field, but, you know, I don't have to. You know, guys follow me because they see the work I put in, and I'm a cool guy. <laughs> well, you're definitely uh, coming off as a cool guy right now. Now, what are what are some of those cool guy hobbies that you like to do off the field, Eric? And I'll be on the uh, PlayStation, man. <laughs> I'll be on Call of Duty. Like, I'll be playing 2K, man. I really might be an official pro gamer now, man. I'm going to start out to stream stuff. But, uh, yeah, I love playing the video game, just chilling uh, with my friends and stuff like that, watching football. Like, yesterday was crazy to me, uh, these NFL games. So, you know, if I'm not, you know, practicing or something like that, I'll just use my downtime to, you know, do something productive or, like, read or something. So... I try to stay active. And is, you know, you just mentioned reading. Is there a favorite book that immediately comes to mind? Not at all. When I run into, like, real readers, I won't call myself a real reader, but I will read. <laughs> but um, I always have them suggest me a book, and whatever they give me, I'll pretty much read it. And um, most of the time, they, they give me good selections. All right. <laughs> now, you mentioned yesterday's game, so I have to ask you. I don't know exactly when this is going to be posted, but uh, if this is posted after the Super Bowl, just know Eric Evans had it first. But, Eric, who is your Super Bowl pick between the Chiefs and the Bucks? Ooh, that might be one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, Macy. I still don't believe that Tom Brady made it back to the Super Bowl. That's crazy to me. <laughs> So I don't ever want to go against him, but it's like you're going against Patrick Mahomes, and he's he's been dominating, and he's lost one game this season. I might have to go with Patrick on that one. I think Patrick's going to repeat. Texas guys got to support fellow Texas guys, so uh, your pick <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> now, Eric, looking at the pros, who was somebody when you were younger that you looked up to and said, all right, I want to be like him one day? Um, it was a, a mixture of, like, I like the running styles of Michael Vick and LaDamian Thomas. And even though Michael Vick's not a running back, he was a very elusive guy. And um, LaDamian Thomas, I loved how he ran how stable he was and just stiff arm. The stiff arm is pretty much what I mirror. So those are one of my two favorite guys. Sure. Very, very cool. Now, off the field, though, who have been some of the biggest influences in your life? Sure, my family. My family always keep me encouraged. Well, I got a good support system, and um, that's all you can ask for. That's all I can say. Like family, 
Now, my one of my last questions for you here, Eric, and it's one that I ask every guest who comes on this show. So when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? That I gave everything I gave, uh, got every day. And I was very dedicated to this game. You know, we all want to walk off like Kobe. But from the way I play and people going to see me in the future, they're going to know I play with heart and passion for the game. And that's what they're going to mostly respect about me. Now, my last question here, which has also become somewhat of a uh, tradition on this podcast, is if you could be any kind of boat... What kind of boat would you be and why? A boat? A boat. You know, the easy answer would be like a speedboat because I want to be fast. <laughs> but I'm like, I just thought about it. I want a yacht because the mug's nice and fancy. So <laughs> that's what, you know, if anybody, everybody would want a yacht. I think nice and fancy would be a good boat for me. Um, but it, a speedboat would be something I would love to have because, you know, I'm going to be doing tricks and stuff on it. <laughs> so. Well, that was a great answer. And Eric, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Where can the people find you on social media to keep up with your journey? On Instagram, you can follow me at flipper underscore gates. That's F-L-I-P-P-A underscore gates. Uh, you find me on Facebook, Twitter, it's just Flipper Gates, one word. Um, and Snapchat is Flipper underscore Gates. And I pretty much be on check all those social medias daily. So you can definitely follow me on there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, look out for him. He is a dynamic playmaker on his way to NFL success. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Eric Evans. Thanks again, Eric. And thank you so much, Dylan, man. Have a great day. It was a pleasure. Thank you. My thanks once again to Eric Evans for coming on. It was a pleasure to sit down with him and very excited to see what he does in the future. If you want to listen to more episodes of Ambitious, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Ambitious Podcast or Twitter at Ambitious with DP. Lots of big things coming up. We are approaching two years in the podcast business and we are also approaching 100 episodes. Monster 100 episodes special coming up. Lots of very, very big things coming up in the ambitious world, pre-draft process, and so much more. It's a big time to be a uh, fan of Ambitious right now, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week, Ambitious listeners, and enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday.